One of my favorite quotes by Dr. Karen Purvis goes like this. You cannot lead a child to healing if you don't know the way yourself. Profound and also convicting for me at least. I wanted to take some time today and just talk about a topic that I think is very important for really anybody in general and definitely any parent, but specifically for parents of children that come from a hard place, whether that be foster care or adoption or whatever that hard place might be. But before we get into that, I just want to remind you that this is His Hands, His Feet podcast, and I'm glad you're here today. And yes, I am your host, Kenneth Camp. And if you're not sure what this podcast is about, I talk and interview people about topics that are missional, and I want to encourage you, equip you, and even compel you to live your life on mission. And yes, I do believe that God has called you to a mission or a purpose in this life. And if you don't know what it is, I want to help you find it. And if you do, I want to help you to fulfill it. One of the biggest things that I continue to learn about being a foster and adoptive dad is my own need for self-awareness. Really, this is a struggle for me. It really has been most of my life. And I've always struggled with really knowing myself. I think I'm better at it today than I was, say, when I was a teen or in my early adult years. But before I go on, let's let's make sure we're on the same page about what do I mean by self-awareness. What I'm talking about is having this conscious knowing of your own character, your feelings, what those feelings mean, the emotions that you have, the motives for why you do the things you do, uh, the desires that you have in life. That's what I mean by self-awareness. And when it comes to parenting a child from a hard place, I think we'd all agree that many times, usually, what we focus on is that child's character and their feelings and motives and desires. We work real hard to be as attuned to them as we can, and I think that's good. I think it's needed. They need for us to know them and to be known by us. And at the same time, we can tend to neglect our own selves. As I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, the intro part, I really do like that quote by Dr. Karen Purvis, you cannot lead a child to healing if you don't know the way yourself. yourself. And that can be applicable to having self-awareness. How can we help our children, our kids, to know who they are when we really don't know who ourselves are? Like I said, I never was good at knowing myself. And again, it, it still can be a struggle. You know, when I was a kid, I, I just, I don't know if I really knew who I was. I struggled with knowing what my identity was. And I don't know, maybe that's like any child, any kid. We try to figure out who we are, where we fit in. You know, and for me, I tended to be pretty much like whoever I was around to an extent. And, and that really did continue into my adult years. Part of the reason I think is I've come to learn is that I couldn't allow myself to place value on who I was. I didn't understand that I had a unique identity with feelings and motives and so on. Therefore, I mean, how could I be aware of myself if I didn't even have an idea who myself was? When I reflect back to my teens and 20s and 30s, uh, I shake my head because I can recall story after story of how I did and said things that were, well, 
I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. They were just off. Um, I think I tried and wanted to be someone that I wasn't, and it affected my character and my decisions. You know, I would embellish things. I would um, really be someone that I wasn't. I just I did not know how to be myself. And if you fast forward to now my mid-50s with a 7-year-old son that we adopted through foster care when he was almost 2 after having him for 15 months as a foster son, well, this experience has taught me more than anything else in my life the need for self-awareness. At least now, most of the time, I hope, I, I recognize when I'm not very self-aware, which I guess, uh, if you think about it, that's kind of being self-aware, right? And I still do and say things that prove that I'm not very self-aware at times. And sometimes immediately, other times days later, I recognize that I was not very self-aware in that moment. And I'll just kind of think about why did I react that way? Why did I say what I said or respond the way I responded or think the thoughts that I had? So how do we apply this? as a parent to a child from a hard place. And I, I hope that at least one of you that's listening identifies with what I'm talking about and the struggle of being self-aware. But I want to really take the rest of this podcast and just talk about how to apply that with the context of being self-aware as a parent, a foster or an adoptive parent, and how that impacts our kids. You know, the irony is, is if you don't, need to be self-aware or think that you don't need to be self-aware, then you just aren't very self-aware. You can chew on that one for a little bit. But being aware of our expectations is a great place to start. And what I'm going to do is just talk through some some areas of self-awareness. And the expectations that we have, again, is a great place to start. Jane Schooler has a great book that I highly recommend. It is Wounded Children, Healing Homes. And in that book, she talks about what she calls the model of the myth. And I'm giving her credit for that. It may not be her original thought, but I'm going to say it is. But here's basically how that model of the myth goes. First of all, something is learned. Next, information is filtered and something is believed. Third, expectations form based on the filtered information and resulting belief. And fourth, unrealistic expectations fail. And then fifth, unmet expectations result in conflict, disappointment, discouragement, and despair. I see this a lot, both in my own parenting and in my own life, and but also with with families who decide to foster and or adopt, and they have that model of the myth. They they have expectations based on this. So let's just kind of talk that through for a second. Something is learned. Maybe they hear about how many children are in foster care in their community, and they're like, wow, you know, that that's impactful. And so they take that information, and they filter it through maybe a preconceived um, belief that any time that they hear about a need like that, then they are supposed to respond in a very dramatic way. And, and they believe that. Then they have expectations that on those on that filtered information and resulting belief. Here's the fact. There's several thousand kids in my community that are in foster care that need foster parents or adoption. 
I am called to do that by God or whatever belief they have or whatever else filter that they have. And so then they have this expectation of I am the perfect family or perfect person to bring a child into my home as a foster parent or an adoptive parent. And because I do that, I will bring healing and love and comfort to that child. Now, it sounds on the surface that, hey, there's nothing wrong with that expectation. But in reality is, is that there are some flaws in it. And what can happen and does happen a lot is that those expectations fail. The child is harder to deal with than they expected. They don't respond. In fact, they they reject your love and your compassion towards them. You find out that their woundedness touches directly the woundedness in your life. Maybe things that you thought were long ago taken care of and, and been worked through and processed through. Or maybe they never were, and that triggers those things. And then what happens is the result of conflict and disappointment and discouragement and despair. How we handle that, how aware we are of our own expectations, the things that we believe, how that's filtered and results in failure a lot of times, we need to process that. And so if you're on the front end of thinking about and considering fostering and or adopting, these are things that are very, very important, and it's things that you need to be aware of. And so one very tangible way that can help you is to make sure you bring people that are trusted, that know you, and you are known by them, and you know them, and you trust them, and you ask them, what do you think about me fostering and or adopting? What are some things that you see that maybe I don't see? And that will help you be more aware of the expectations that you have. And then if you're already like me, you already have a, a child in your home, and the same thing can be applicable. Have a strong support system around you. Have other friends that uh, are fostering and are adopting and, and understand the difficulties that come along with it. Have friends that are very much a part of your life that are not fostering and or adopting. But again, you're known by them and you trust them and they can speak into your life and that can help you be more self-aware of the expectations that you have. For example, if you've already, if you're already fostering or have adopted a child, do you expect them to return obedience when you tell them what to do? Do you expect them to show appreciation for what you have done in their life? The expectations could be, you know, the list could be a mile long, but it's good to be aware of what those are in your life. Let's talk about what you bring to the relationship other than expectations. Again, we focus on what our child brings, his trauma, his brokenness, his attachment style, and so on. But what about us? Let's talk about emotional needs, for example. Do you know what yours are? Did you even know that you had emotional needs. If you're like me, especially when I was younger, I didn't think I really had emotional needs. Sure, I knew I would get sad and happy, uh, sometimes angry, but I didn't see them as needs, emotional needs. And those are, again, emotions. But what are emotional needs and what are yours? Intimate Life Ministries created a list of top 10 emotional needs, and this is, this is the list. Acceptance, affection, appreciation, Approval, attention, comfort, encouragement, 
respect, security, and support. Just think about that list again. I'm not going to go into the definition of each one, but can you identify your top two emotional needs? Intimate Life Ministries teaches that we all have at least a couple that are very strong. Maybe you have a strong need for appreciation or uh, encouragement or respect or maybe security. Now, these can change from time to time, at least they do for me, but I would say my top two usually are a need for encouragement and respect. Now, let's think about parenting your trauma child. Are they able to meet any of your emotional needs? <laughs> well, the reality is, is they probably do just the opposite. Their intense emotional needs tend to just take everything that we have until we're completely run dry. And if, if we aren't aware, if we don't have this self-awareness of what, first of all, that we have emotional needs and what they are, but also how we respond when they go unmet, then we're going to give and give and give, and our parenting is going to show it's going to suffer. Now, that's saying it in a nice G-rated way, but the reality is that we, we yell and we get angry and we even threaten, and those are all the things that our kids need, right? These kids that have trauma already in their background, not even, not even. But that's what happens a lot of times. And if we have an awareness of, first of all, that we have emotional needs and then are able to be in touch with what uh, Intimate Life Ministries teaches about is this emotional cup. If we can be in touch with how full it is and if it's overflowing, then we can help respond a little bit better and regulate our emotions a little bit better. Let's talk about another thing that we can be self-aware about, and that is, as we mentioned a while ago, attachment style. In the foster and adoption world, it's it's common to talk about the attachment struggles and an at-risk kid has when they come to us. We need to. We need to be aware of it. We need to understand it because nearly all of our kids have an insecure or disorganized attachment style. But what about your attachment style? Do you know what it is? I learned not too many years ago, at least I learned what to call it, that I have a tendency to have a an avoidant attachment style. That means that I tend to pull away from people and avoid someone who is meant to be a caregiver or someone that is meant to be close to me. That's definitely my default style. Now, the good thing is that we all can develop what is called a learned secure attachment if we already don't have a secure attachment. And in my good moments, that's where I'm at. However, my son, who has attachment wounds from when he was just a baby, can easily collide with my own attachment wounds. When I'm not aware of this, well, things get kind of messy. And if I have avoidant attachment style and my son has more of an attachment style where he'll become clingy and and want to know that he's okay and he'll ask me constantly if if I love him and all this kind of stuff. Well, you can see how that's like the opposite ends of a magnet just pushing away from each other. And if I'm not aware of what's going on, then yes, then that's what will tend to happen. I pull away, which just creates more anxiety within my son who needs for me to get close to him and be more attached to him. 
About a year ago, I did a podcast interview with my friend Marshall Lyles. He's an attachment and play therapist and teaches on this a lot. And I like how he recommends that we as parents have a compassionate curiosity of our own story. I love that. As he talks about that, a compassionate curiosity of our own story. That is a great way for us to embrace self-awareness. I hope some of the things that I touched on strikes a chord with you if you're especially a foster or adoptive parent. And I do encourage you to join me in this journey of being more self-aware as a parent, being aware of the expectations that we have going into the relationship, maybe things that we bring to the relationship, such as our emotional needs and also our attachment styles. I easily could have gone on and on touching on different things that is important for us to be self-aware. But one thing I want to encourage is if you find yourself isolated and not having trusted friends and peers that are part of your, your life, I would encourage you to uh, work on that and allow others to get to know you and speak into your life. You know, we, you can start that and by just reaching out to me if you want to. I know it would be you know, definitely not the same as somebody that you get to do life with, but I would love to get to know you and um, invest in you in any way possible that would help you in that journey. And so feel free to reach out to me if you want to do that. I mentioned a few different resources in, in uh, the podcast, and so I'm going to have those listed so that you can check it out them out more uh, closely or dig around on some of their material if you want to. And that'll be on my website, and you just go there to this. You can go right straight to the page of the show notes for this podcast episode and, and find the links there and the information there. Just go to kennethacamp.com slash episode 44. That's kennethacamp.com slash episode 44, and it'll take you to the show notes, also where you can play the podcast again if you want to, download it, whatever you'd like to do, um, and also get those uh, the links to the, the resources that I mentioned. One last thing before I sign off, if you are enjoying this podcast, would you do a couple things for me? One is share it with your friends via social media and, and or email. And also go to iTunes, and there will be um, links for how you can do that on my on that website page as well. And go to iTunes specifically and subscribe to the podcast and also do a rate and review, and that will drive more traffic to the podcast, and I would greatly appreciate that. So again, thank you for joining me here at His Hands, His Feet. Until next time.